Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Service, October 17th. We are deep into fourth quarter of 2021, <laughs> and we've got a wonderful, incredibly beautiful inside and out uh, guest of ours today. She's become a personal friend, not just somebody who saves us money, but somebody who makes us money. Miss Mrs. She's married for all you single guys out there. She is married. Mrs. <laughs> Tony. Ironically, her last name is Counts. Tony Counts. Tony, how are you doing today? Hi. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm amazing. Guys, here's okay. something I want to point out real quick. The reason why Tony Counts is here because she manages all of our company's money. All of our company's money. She manages Cody's money. She manages my money. She treats me like a child because I need to be treated like a child. <laughs> I truly need to be treated like a child. And we're going to deep dive in today how to manage your finances, what it means to have a bookkeeper, what it means to have a CFO, what it means to have a CPA, what's the difference between all of those. But I was thinking about something as I went and got a bottle of water. I was thinking of like, okay, what does a bookkeeper do for you? A bookkeeper for a lot of people, they think a bookkeeper there is to track your expenses. And yes, they definitely do that. They think that the bookkeeper is there to kind of advise you on a couple of little things here and there on what to do and where to put your money and make sure you pay yourself properly and communicate with your CFO if you have one, which we just barely got one. Um, also to communicate with your CPA or your tax accountant or whatever. All of those things are true. But I think the thing that bookkeepers do more than anybody even realizes is bookkeepers help us make so much more money than people realize. And here's why. Having a bookkeeper is the biggest, is, is like taking the heaviest load off your back of anything you're doing. Because so many people are not managing their finances. When you're brand new, what most people are doing is they're putting all of their business money into their personal account and they're making their, paying their bills from it. They're doing everything from one account. They don't have an LLC. They Maybe they have an LLC, but it was set up incorrectly. And so every day when you go out to build your business, you not only consciously know that you're on shaky ground, but you also subconsciously are making decisions based on the fact that you don't have confidence in your corporate structure. You don't have confidence in your money management. And so you go out and you don't take action because you feel like that part of your business is not taken care of. And if I could go back into my 20s and I could have Tony Counts in my business in my 20s, I would be worth an extra $17 trillion. That's an exaggeration. But at least, I, I'm, I, this is the part where I will not exaggerate. I would say that having you in my, in my life in my 20s till now I would probably be worth an extra 30 or $40 million. Not just because I would have known where my money needs to go and how to manage it and how to track it, but you would have given me the confidence I have now, which makes me feel unfreaking stoppable when I'm going out and building my business. Co, do you feel the same way when we finally got Tony in our business? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Because I mean, the thing on, on bookkeeping is if, I, well, one, first of all, I don't like to do it. Like as far as like actually tracking the, all of the expenses, I like to look at data and the actual reports. I like to look at that, but the actual tracking and the organization of it, I just don't like to do. And the other thing is 
like it, it also adds like a level of accountability when you have a bookkeeper and you know wh where you know some people that are newer maybe it's an uh, unnecessary expense that they're looking at but i look at it as it's kind of like that silent partner in a way of like hey i said i was going to do this with my money and this is how we were going to manage my books and then if i decide to oh well i just got this big closing i want to go buy a car should I just move extra money over here and do that? Like anytime that I move money or, or doing different movements with money, I have to tell Tony, I'm like, Hey, Tony, we're doing this. And so it's like, do I want to tell Tony and have her be like, well, is that what you were supposed to be doing with that? And it's like just another layer of accountability too. You know, what's funny about that is that you and I are the opposite in that regard, because guys, everybody on the screen, I want you, everybody, I want you to understand what Tony does three things for us on the screen. One, she manages all of our company's money. Two, she manages Cody's money. And three, she manages my money. So she's like, she has three clients right here on the screen with her, not just two. She has three, okay? And that's so funny, Cody, because I'm the exact opposite of that. What I do is I go spend the money and then I get a text message from Tony at like three o'clock in the morning, which is six o'clock her time. She goes, what was this expense for? What was this charge for? And you, it's the opposite. It's like, hey, Tony, just so you know, I'm going to be moving money from here to here and do this, this, and this. For me, she has to ask me and then I feel guilty. <laughs> Most of the time it's like, oh, it's laundry for my wife or something along those lines. Um, but it is another layer of accountability. It is so important to have that person in your business. I I remember when we first linked up together, Cody, you were the one managing our money. And I was in a mastermind and I get a, a, a CPA um, referral from another person, this mastermind. We go and sit down with this person. We spend $185 for a consultation, by the way, right? Just for them to say, oh, well, you have to pay taxes. There's, you, there's no way around taxes. You have to pay taxes. And I'm like, no, you are wrong. I know you're wrong. And just to find out, like the other day I'm texting Tony. I'm like, Tony, how are we doing on tax returns for 2020? Because I still haven't done 2020. And she's like, don't worry. We're maximizing every little thing. I know you hate taxes. I know you hate taxes. And so if I would have known that having, the, having a bookkeeper in my business would have saved me 50 times what it would have cost to actually just have the bookkeeper, I, I, oh my gosh. I would have never managed my own money. I would have never purchased QuickBooks online. I would have never watched a single YouTube video on how to track my expenses. I would have just outsourced it from day freaking one. You know, what's funny yes. is Tony goes before the show starts, she's like, Pace, what are we going to talk about? I feel like, and I'm like, here we are 10 minutes into the thing. And she hasn't said more than, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> Well, I'm just letting you guys, you know, to give your little stories, but I can, what I can say though, is that yes, you guys are total opposites as far as like <laughs> clients of mine. Total. Tell me, tell me about that. And, and, and why is it in, like, what, as a bookkeeper, is that okay that you, that your clients act differently? Is that your job to handle that? Like walk me through that. Yeah. I mean, it's okay because everybody has their own ways of how they want to handle and manage their own money. And, you know, I'm just here to support that the ways that they want to do it and just make sure that they're doing it correctly and advise them as much as I can. But um, one example is that Cody and I, you know, we're both like strong believers of profit first. And I, I know you like it as far as, you know, utilizing it for your business, but I, I remember asking to utilize it for your personal and you were just, you, you just weren't feeling it at that time. So. 
Oh yeah, I still ain't feeling it. I know. <laughs> I still. I mean, I will. I think. I want. Talk- I want to take your account and like just split it up in five different accounts. Like every time I see it, I'm just like, I know I could just turn this into something amazing with Profit First, but I I know that that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I think it'll happen. I think here's let, let's go through and be transparent on some things, okay? So okay. I was um, I had somebody before you. Mm-hmm. And as you know, like you and I are having to go back and fix some stuff from like four or five, six years ago that was done incorrectly because I had the wrong person in the wrong position. And so for me, um, you and I, that's been a bigger chore than what we originally planned. So once that's done, then I will go forward and, and, and do the profit first stuff. I think we originally talked about doing it January 1 of 2020, going back and implementing profit first in my yeah. personal stuff. And it just, it's a bigger chore than we thought, right? right? So it'll mm-hmm. probably end up being January 1 of 2021 that we implement those things in my personal finance. I, I'm all about full transparency. I will tell everybody what the reality of my challenges are because if I can fix one person's challenge like of what I had to go through of having the wrong people in my business, it probably has cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars of lost opportunity because I had the wrong person helping me. And I all, I also thought for a long time that having a good bookkeeper was like a full-time job and I was having to pay salaries and all these things and it was going to cost me $5,000 a month to have a bookkeeper in my business just to realize like it's a couple hundred bucks. It's mind numbing how like inexpensive it really is. And if I knew that and somebody introduced me to the right person, it would have saved me a tremendous amount of headache. But yes, I'm disorganized compared to Cody. (laughs) Not necessarily disorganized, just a little more frivolous. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I'll take frivolous. I'll take that all day long. (laughs) Um, Lisa Edwards says, I've gone through three bookkeepers. Now, um, Tony, what do you think? when people come to you as a, as a bookkeeper to utilize that, your service, um, because I, 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 from what I understand, you actually take on clients and you still, you're building your clientele and all that kind of stuff. And Cody and you will talk about that a little bit tonight, but when people come to you, what are some of the profiles you see? Obviously there's the person that's brand new that doesn't think that they deserve a bookkeeper, right? Do you still get those people? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's funny because the mindset is like, I need to make millions of dollars before I have a bookkeeper, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Versus like in my mind, it's like, no, if you're, if you have any business, you should have a bookkeeper from day one. You should have a bookkeeper right away. It's a couple hundred bucks. Stop going to Starbucks every day and get a bookkeeper is my personal opinion. But when I was starting out, I would have never believed that. I would have thought it would have cost thousands and thousands of dollars to have a bookkeeper. So that's one profile. You have profiles of people that are maybe years and years into business and you have to go back and clean up a lot of their stuff, I imagine. Yeah, I've had to do that plenty of times. Okay, so tell me what is, like I see here, Lisa Edwards says, I've gone through three bookkeepers. Why is that? Why do you think people go through bookkeepers? What are those bookkeepers missing? What do you bring to the table that other bookkeepers don't? Give me some, give me some gems. I feel like, um, one of the things is that, um, maybe they weren't as resourceful, um, because I, I know one instance where I had to go back and clean like an entire year of work that was done by somebody's previous bookkeeper because they were posting, um, income, um, that was coming in from Stripe 
um, it would it would come in, and when it comes into your bank account, it's already with the fees deducted. So they were just posting that as the true income, but you have to actually go in Stripe and pull a report and get like the gross income and then the fees deducted. And you have to post the gross income, not just the net income, because Stripe is also going to send um, a document to the IRS showing how much they paid you. But that number is going to be different from what hits your QuickBooks, because when it hits QuickBooks, it's already the number without the fees. So that's mm. one of the things like you just have to be really like detail oriented and um, resourceful. You know, it's funny about here. Let me tell you about resourceful. OK, now, Tony is not only just my bookkeeper personally, but she's our bookkeeper for our business. I also use Tony not only as my bookkeeper, but also as like a high level assistant from time to time like an executive badass in my business. Lisa Edwards says her other bookkeepers didn't understand creative finance. Guys, Tony counts will go out and get insurance set up on my sub two deals and my seller finance deals all over the country. Like she understands creative finance, at least as far as a bookkeeper ever should really know. It's very, very amazing not having to educate her on anything regarding real estate. And if she doesn't know something, she'll go figure it out and bring it to the table and go, hey, this is what I found. I have never once had to call you and educate you on something in real estate. It's like, um, a, oh, check this out. Um, question right here. Amit, Cody, will you jump on this real quick? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll get this posted in the description to the side. So Amit is asking, can you pin Tony's website or preferred contact info? I'm posting that in the comment section. So you guys can jump on that. Lipsy says, does Tony know Airbnb accounting? Tony, do you do my Airbnb accounting? Yes. Do I make money from my Airbnbs? Yes, lots of it. <laughs> oh, Tony, the correct answer is not enough, Pace. Go buy more. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, guys, she does do Airbnb accounting. Um, also she does, Cody, what, uh, what does she do for us in our, uh, our business? Like bookkeeping wise, does she help us out with our fix and flips, our sub twos, our seller finance? What is she doing yeah. for us on a daily basis? Yeah. So pretty much, uh, every, everything. I mean, she's doing the bookkeeping for every one of our businesses and some of them that are more complex because like fix and flips, rental properties, they're more complex than just a, like, if you just have like a normal business where you're. I don't know, like you, you have a widget that you, you buy some widgets, you sell the widgets, you have money come in, money goes out and there's very little, you know, going on besides that fix and flips become challenging because you could have say five or 10 different fix and flips going on at the same time. And there's money going out to those fix and flips at different times, at different times of the week and different times of the month. And then there's money coming in, there's debits and credits and all these different things that are going on. So, um, the fix and flips are definitely, as far as my conversations with Tony, the ones that are more challenging, um, but she's doing our wholesale, our fix and flip, our rentals, our Airbnbs. Um, she's doing, you know, our different other, you know, little uh, products and services that we have. I mean, pretty much everything that we do, Tony is is handling that for us and basically putting that into a report where it's easy for us to understand what's going on um, versus us trying to, you know, put a picture together. Hmm. 
And also, I, I want to mention, you know, Tony and I, and and obviously, as people are listening to this, and you know, you're not going to have a meeting with your bookkeeper every single week. If you're just starting out wholesaling, you're doing maybe, you know, one to three deals a month, you're not going to do that every week, maybe once a month, at most, you might be doing that. But for something that we do in our business is every week, Tony and I have a call where, you know, the call is kind of, Hey, what do you need from me? What do I need from you? What, where, you know, what did I not respond on? There's lots of things that are happening, uh, you know, in our different businesses. And sometimes it's around, okay, we, we're buying these four new fix and flips this week. So these things are going to be happening. Money needs is moving from here to here to here to here. So just kind of those conversations, just kind of keeping up to date of what's going on in the business so that, you know, Tony um, has, has a good grasp on all of it. Um, what, what else would you say on that, Tony, that is important that we're doing in those conversations? Um, we're also making sure that the, um, the lenders are being paid their payments on time, um, servicing the mortgages, um, stuff like that, going over any budgets that we have ongoing for current flips, um, things that we're doing, um, collaborating with the CFO. Definitely. And that's, that's what one of the things that's been super helpful. I mean, for us, obviously, is having having Michael, our CFO helping us create that strategy. And then you you helping make sure that we're implementing it has been I mean, it's been a game changer for us. Mm -hmm. Can I jump on that for a second? So a yeah, lot yeah. of people are going to think that they have to have a bookkeeper, a CFO, a CPA, like all these things. Okay, guys, forget about a CFO in your business for a couple of years. Okay. You don't need to have a CFO for a while. Now, we don't even have a full-fledged CFO. We have what's called a fractional CFO, somebody who is only with us a fraction of the time. And that person is our CFO for multiple businesses, right? We're not large enough to have a full-fledged CFO. We will at some point, okay? Um, but bookkeeping is the majority of what you will need for the first couple of years in your business. And I can tell you that Bookkeeping for me personally has been a game changer. I don't, I don't have to manage anything. I don't have to worry about anything. Tony is like, I feel like the missing key to everything that I, I, I didn't have in my twenties and early thirties, everything like, why is this, why is this thing get getting double charged in my account? And why does this account not have any money in it? And what's going on here? And what's going all of the things that you guys are stressed out about, about money management, that is what a bookkeeper is for. It's not just for your business. It's for you personally as well. Okay, Tony does my personal and my company stuff, which is amazing. When was the last time you let me log into my QuickBooks and like look at any of that shit? It's been a long time. I don't even know if, if you know how to log into your QuickBooks. I don't. Honestly. I have no clue. I have no clue how to look at every Friday. This is what's cool. Every Friday, I think I get about 15 emails from you on every business that you manage for us. We get an individual email every Friday and you say, here's the money that came in. Here's the money that came out. You essentially give us, what, what would that be? Would that be a P&L that we get every Friday? Yeah, it's just a P&L snapshot of the um, prior week. Okay, so what is a PL? A PL it stands for profit and loss, and it's just going to show um, all of your money that came in and then deducting all of your expenses to show your net profit. 
Um, Donovan Richard says, I think it's safe to say everyone needs a Tony in their business. With that being said, Tony, we need to talk. Now, Don Rich just sent me a screenshot, actually sent me like three screenshots of like massive deposits in his accounts, like 50,000, 75,000, so like huge amounts of money. Don Rich is definitely somebody that should be talking to you for sure. He's making hundreds of thousands of dollars per month, not per year, per month. So what I would do is if I want somebody like a Tony, um, Cody guys, Cody gave you guys a link, but he really is not great at doing links. So I'm going to walk you guys through it real quick. I failed. I'm sorry. As I criticize Cody. So hold on just a second. And guys, I'm, I am eating dinner because I'm hungry. So Cody and I just got back from Chicago like two hours ago. So, so give us a break guys. <laughs> um, all right. So check this out. I'm going to walk you guys through this. If you guys want to get on a call and get some of these services with Tony, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go to startvirtual.com. Let me close out of this and just go to startvirtual.com. Tony actually partnered with Start Virtual to bring this service to you guys. So go to startvirtual.com. And what I want you to do is I want you to go to bookkeeping and I want you to get on a call and that is it. It's that simple, right? So they do, uh, Star Virtual does cold calling and they do texting and they do CRM management and lead gen and appointment setting and all these things, okay? They do all that stuff. But at the end of the day, what you guys wanna do is go see what it would take to um, get Tony and her team. Uh, the girl on your team that helps me with my stuff, her name is Gretchen. Yes, she's amazing. Okay, so what Tony's doing, guys, is she's expanding her business. She's growing her business. And she's got Gretchen and a bunch of other people that are growing that business with her. And so she, by the way, are you going to be doing any like monthly trainings inside of Start Virtual for like Start Virtual clients? Or have you not figured that out quite yet? Yes, no, we, um, I started the monthly trainings with um, the VAs. But as far as the clients, we want to kind of, you know, get that built up a little bit more so that there's more attendance. But that will happen. Here's, so what, what, does that here's, look what, like? here's what I'll do. I want to be on the first start virtual bookkeeping call. And I want that to be within the next two weeks. Okay. Okay. And what I want to do is I want for the people that are on here right now, I want to be on that call and I will open up certain things in my business and my personal life. And I'll go through like personal expenses of my stuff. I'll go through questions about like things that I'm writing off, things I'm not writing off and go through like personal taxes and deductions and all of those fun things and be an open book for anybody that is a Tony Counts client. Okay. So guys, if you want to sign up for Tony Counts and you want to be on that Zoom with us, Tony's like, really? Is he really going to do this? <laughs> yes, I will do it. I will be very transparent. I'll walk through um, certain things with you. Like I'll go through a couple of revenue streams with you guys and talk about that stuff. Carlos says, yes. So if you are somebody that is either a start virtual client or you are looking to sign up with start virtual, just know that in the next two weeks, me personally will, and Tony will do a training for anybody that's a Tony counts client. And we'll go through personal deductions of how I'm saving my money on my taxes. All right. Um, Anthony says, that's amazing, Pace. You're different. I'm, dude, I'm just happy to share. I've freaking spent so many years of my life chasing information. And when I finally found the right people, it was a game changer for me. Okay. Um, so how do, we, how do we sign up again? Cody? A link. You want me to post it? Your link right, sucks, here, here. dude. Does it actually work? Text it to me. Dude, I texted it to you. 
Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up. Oh, what a weird link, man. It's a very weird link. Can you tell somebody on the team to change that link to just something simple? Yes, 100%. That's, re that's really stupid. <laughs> like, it should be abc.com. You know what I'm saying? Guys, give me a thumbs up if you think this is a stupid-ass link. Startvirtualmembers.com forward slash bookkeeping dash page. That's a dumb-ass link. <laughs> it, will, it will be fixed. But oh my god, the thing that you have to fix is the person who created the link. They need a freaking karate chop like immediately. Who made that link? Is that Brock? Yes, it is Brock. We will it Brock just hasn't connected chop. to the, the actual website yet. So I saw that earlier and I was like, huh. So I figured I would share that. Yeah, we gotta make it easy for people, dude. Like no friction, you know what I'm saying? And make it easy for people that to hang out with me and Tony. Tony. Yeah. What do you feel like are the like things that people that are just starting out in the business are missing in their business and why a bookkeeper would be helpful for them? Um, well, they're missing organization and a bookkeeper will help them be organized as far as, you know, their expenses and their money coming in. Um, a lot of times what I see is, um, you know, tax season rolls around and they talk to somebody to get their taxes done and that person needs to see their whole business activity for the prior year and they don't have it ready because it's just been, you know, personal account, personal credit card, business account, business credit card, just all mixed in one. And then they're scrambling, trying to get everything organized so that they can get their taxes done. Yeah. I see that all the time. And it's the reason why CPAs during April and May, like can't go on vacation. And I don't think CPAs can go on vacation ever because uh, um, they're not only busy for those deadlines, but they're also busy for everybody's extension deadlines too. And then even for people like me that missed the extension deadline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just busy all the time. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I think that a lot of people when they're first starting out, the, the things that confuse them the most are like, okay, what type of LLC should I have is a big deal right? Yes. Like what type of LLC, what city should it be? What state should it be in? How do I structure it? Is it an LLC with an S corp? Is it a C corp? Is it, you know, member managed? Is it manager managed? Like all of those things are confusing for people. I totally get that. But then people have no idea how to track their expenses and uh -huh. separate their accounts and make sure that they're planning for taxes. And then also I feel like people don't have a freaking clue how much they're going to pay in taxes. Cody just told me he has a buddy that's spending going to spend $800,000 this year in taxes. That's insane. I can guarantee you that guy does not have a bookkeeper in his life. If he does, it's not a creative bookkeeper. <laughs> it is not a creative bookkeeper. Somebody that's like, how do we get deductions? How do we make sure that we're writing as much of this stuff off? And by the way, why aren't you buying real estate? Why aren't you, do why aren't you getting, um, you know, depreciation? Oh, Great question, Tony. I'm going to let you answer this one. Can you read this on your screen? Do a CPA and bookkeeper ever coordinate, co-coordinate? Yeah. Um, yes, all the time. That's important. That's very important. You okay. Know, In what way? And, well, the CPA and bookkeeper have to be on the same page um, just because, especially with the different industries, um, you know, the CPA is going to come to the bookkeeper for any questions that they have when when they're doing the tax return, because obviously the book, the bookkeeper is going to know the answers faster than the owner is, believe it or not.
So. Yeah, like Libsy says, um, I just filed my taxes on Friday too. Procrastinator. Guys, I'm telling you, very few of us are built to actually manage our own money and not even so much manage our own money, but track our expenses and stay on top of it and make sure, because it's one of those things that it doesn't need to be done every single month in order for us to breathe, eat, and have a great life. It's like everybody thinks that they can just do it at the end of the year. And so it's always wrong. It's not the end of the year, but you know, April, end of the tax season. It's always crammed. It's always wrong. It's always disorganized. And it's always this big stress ball. But what happens is there's this level of clarity that comes in your business when you actually are doing it on a weekly and monthly basis that allows you to go out and make way more money in a more comfortable setting. And that's what it brought to me is when we finally found Tony, we were like, oh my gosh, we can actually start focusing on building our business rather than like wondering whether our business has any money or not. Because that's scary too, is that you bring in these big chunks of money and sometimes that's not your money. Like sometimes you'll do a fix and flip and you'll bring in like your construction funds back and people will think that that's their profit and it's not. And you have to go through and make sure you have a P&L on every project. Tony, will you share a P&L for us? Yeah, I can do that. It's almost um, like you were prepared. I yeah, actually I was. <laughs> she's she's like, what are all the what are the seventeen things that Pace could ask me on the spot? Probably has all the different tabs open, ready to yes. go. Hey, while, hey, while you Cody, pull that up, I'm gonna, answer so the, well. I'm gonna answer this question just really quick, okay? Okay. So um, here's a great question. Somebody just asked in the side chat, Pace, can you please answer if an S corp or a C corp is better for a wholesale business? Please. Yes. So when you're very, very brand new, here's um, me as a brand new person. I'm going to want an LLC for sure. Okay. And we've, we've told you guys multiple times, if you want to go start an LLC, what you want to do is you want to go to prime corporate services.com and then forward slash, I think it's zero to hero. Is that what it is, Cody? I will double check right now. Okay. So when you're a wholesaler, you want to go start an LLC at primecorporateservices.com. They will verify exactly where your LLC should start, how to structure it, all that kind of stuff. Super important. Primecorporateservices.com forward slash zero to hero. Now beyond that, okay, let's talk about S Corp or C Corp. An S Corp is not an actual type of entity the LLC is the type of entity. And then when you go to file your taxes, you have the opportunity to file it as a, um, an S corp. Okay. It's an election. This is a tax election. So you say, Hey, um, IRS, I am an LLC filing as an S corp. Okay. And what that allows you to do, I file as, a, as an S corp, right? Tony, how much did I pay myself last year? Do you remember? Uh, yes, it was um, very low. Yeah, like 35000 35000 And the reason why I want to file as an S-Corp is because an S-Corp doesn't require me to pay my self-employment taxes, right? That's correct. Okay, so this Zero is what taxes. a lot of knuckleheads do, okay? A lot of knuckleheads will bring in all this money. Let's say they bring in like $300,000 in um, income in my wholesale business, Okay. So I bring in $300,000 in my wholesale business. How much of that would be my self-employment tax? Do you know that number off the top of your head? What, I believe what it's 15%. Per 
Okay, it's 15%. So my, um, I, I think it's like 15% something. I can't remember exactly what it is, but that's not super important. Self-employment tax, that means I'm going to pay $45,000. $45,000 in that LLC in self-employment tax. That makes me want to throw up. Okay, so what you do is instead of doing it that way, what you do is you only pay, let's see, how do I, how should I do that instead? If I bring in $300,000, how should I do that instead? Should I say I only pay, I paid myself, let's say I bring in $300,000. How do I avoid that um, self-employment tax? I pay myself on my W-2, let's say, how much did I do it? 35 grand? Yes. And then is that where I pay my self-employment? I pay self-employment tax. How does that work? So that's where you're going to pay payroll taxes against that wage. And that's also going to reduce any owner draws that you've taken out throughout the year too. Okay. So how right. do I avoid that self-employment tax? Um, the self-employment okay. tax is going to be avoided by having the S corp. That is correct. Yeah. So I, I get my S corp and then my S corp will get rid of that 15% tax for that money. So what you're going to do is you're going to pay money here. Okay. On your W2, which I do pay myself a W2, it's like 35 grand a year. And then the rest of that's going to be wiped out. That 15% is going to be wiped out by having an S corp, but it really doesn't make sense to have an S corp until I'd say you're about 40 to $50,000 a year in income, something like that. Okay. So if you're a wholesaler and you're only doing one or two deals a year, just keep an LLC. When you go above and beyond that, then um, start filing your LLC as an S-corp, and then you'll save that 15% self-employment tax, okay? Um, Lipsy, I will, I will fight everybody on 401k stuff, so we should definitely not go into the 401k conversation. I disagree with all 401ks and self-directed IRAs. I disagree with it. But again, I'm an individual entrepreneur, and that's not a good vehicle for us right? It's a great vehicle for people who have a W-2 income and they work at a corporate in a corporate atmosphere. 401ks and IRAs do not work for entrepreneurs. We have way better vehicles at the end of the day. Um, Greg says it's 15.3%. I knew it was something with a point something. So guys, yes, LLC, LLC with and file as an S corp. Okay. Um, so Victor says, so is the only tax you pay your personal employee tax, no business tax? That is correct. Because of our depreciation and our deductions that Tony finds for us, we don't pay any more tax than the employment tax. I, what did I pay last year? Something like 11 grand on that 35 grand? Um, yeah, it was... It was about that because it was the employee portion and the employer portion. And since you're both, you have to pay both. I was so pissed off about it. And you were like, dude, you yeah, literally you made millions of dollars. We wanted to give you a higher salary and you made us go down that low. Yeah, you guys wanted to give me a $50,000 salary yeah. or something. I was like, no, I am not paying any more money in taxes. And you're like, Pace, this is the lowest tax tax I've seen anybody pay. I'm like, I am not going to do it. Um, so, ooh, great question. Tony, can you please answer this question for us on the screen? Yes. Start virtual. We'll set up the chart of accounts. What the hell is a chart of accounts for people who don't know what a chart of accounts is? I don't even really fully know what that means. 
It's just all of the accounts in your accounting software where you categorize things. So it's like, oh, okay. let, let me give, of- let me give it to people in regular human language. Okay. okay. Um, everybody that's a professional wants their profession to sound way more intelligent than it is. Okay. Even real estate investors. This is why we have so many hard words and terminologies for things, but all it is, is that let's say I spend money on something and it's a uniform, right? Clothing, right? Or I go take a client out for dinner. That's entertainment. It's the way I categorize my expenses and I categorize other things in my, in my accounting. It's each individual category in which money comes in and money goes out. It's the way I categorize and break things down. So on a monthly basis, I can say, oh man, I'm spending a lot of money on taking people to Nobu. I need to slow that down. Or, hey, look at what how we're spending money on marketing. Each one of those line items is a chart of accounts is what it's called. Now, why is not every business set up the exact same way? Okay. Why is every business set up differently is because every business has different categories, right? I'm not a, a tire shop, right? I We're a wholesale business or a fix and flip business. Every one of our individual um, real estate businesses buy and hold, Airbnb, fix and flip, wholesale, even they have different charts of accounts in each one of their accounting situations because they have different categories because they are different businesses, if that makes sense. Ooh, interesting. Um, somebody, Some people just do not like. Um, so Oscar, this is an interesting thing. I also pay my daughter $12,000 a year tax-free. Or you could buy a lot more rental properties and just not pay taxes on that either. So there's different vehicles for all of this, right? So a lot of people will come in here and say, um, Alejandro Alvarez says, Pace, can you tell people on why you don't like paying taxes? Cody, let me let you answer that one. Well, who's going to spend it better? I mean, yeah, that that is part of the reason. But I mean, for us, like we don't we don't look at paying taxes. I mean, for me anyways, I don't look at paying taxes as like this horrible thing, but if I can invest that money and create other things, like if I buy more rental properties, I'm providing more housing for families, which also the government incentivizes you to do as a real estate professional to purchase properties, provide housing for people. So you get to pay less in taxes by doing that. So you're being incentivized by the government to do these things, to pay less taxes. And what we're doing is utilizing those incentives that the government's providing for us. But I mean, I don't like paying tax. I don't want to pay a ton of taxes because we could use that to buy more properties. We could use that for other opportunities and more of that money that stays in our pocket. We're able to hire more people. We can afford to make investments in a new office that we're buying. We could afford to make investments in hire, you know, hiring different people. We can make investments in um, so many different things that is going to be probably better well spent than the government. I like to think that whatever money I give to the government goes to schools and the roads that I drive on, but that's another conversation. Well, here, here's the reality. Alejandro Alvarez already knows the answer to this. He's just helping us you know, with a great question here. But the... Real answer to this is that the government doesn't want you to pay taxes, which is why they writ, wrote everything that we're doing in the code, like depreciation, right? 27 and a half years or cost segregation, right? These things are written into the tax code and we're just following the tax code. They wrote them there for us to not pay taxes because they understand 
we provide value back to um, our communities by building up homes, affordable housing, et cetera. And they want us to reutilize that money. One thing that's interesting about the government is they know that they're horrible at housing. Look what California is doing right now. California is doing these like homeless shelter things that are costing like $700,000 for a tiny home that other people can do themselves for less than $25,000. That is what we're talking about here is giving the government money to spend on housing versus letting the government keep, let us keep our money. Nine day difference. Okay. So the government has incentivized us through tax incentives to keep our money so that we reinvest it into real estate over and over and over. So if I give my money to, to the IRS, I'm not compounding and investing in real estate as much. So that's the beautiful thing about depreciation. We, we could talk about that for a whole nother day. Now, um, we have a uh, person asked a really great question in here. Um, it's about this. Lisa Edwards, Tony Counts. This is going to be the last question of the night. And I think we should probably do a follow-up um, Sunday service with you. I love you, the, I love the way this question is asked. Will you take my HUDs and, and deal with them? Like that's yes. how I imagined it was like asked. Will you de just deal with them? I love HUDs. <laughs> I, I love to make them so pretty on a spreadsheet. <laughs> so what is a HUD and why is it important to you, um, Tony? Well, the HUD is what's gonna allow me to record the asset on your books. Without the HUD, like I have no idea how much you paid for the property, who you owe on the property, and how much you're gonna make on it when you sell it. Love it. So um, we just bought four seller finance deals from June a couple of weeks ago. And Cody, do you, what do you do with those HUDs from title? Do you just send them over to Tony or did Tony already know about those? Like where does Tony get integrated into a deal with us? If at all possible, I try to have title email Tony as soon as we have the HUD. So she doesn't have to wait for me to send it to her if they accidentally forget to send it to her. But ideally I want them to send it directly to her. Now, what I see Tony in the email chains, especially if I'm doing a deal outside of you, Cody, if I'm doing like an outside out of the state um, Airbnb or I'm buying a mobile home park in Yuma, Tony's involved in my transaction with the title company the entire time. She knows where the money's coming from, like whether I'm funding it myself, whether it's the private lender. Tony, do you ever deal with our private lenders? Yes, I do. Oh my They're gosh. Very nice. They're nice. I like, I love them. <laughs> They're great. They're like our family. They're so amazing. So yeah. you do, you understand where the money's coming from. You help manage that. You make sure that our private lenders are paid every single month, right? Cause I don't pay the private lenders. Yes, I do. You pay the private lenders. I do. Yeah. I got them on auto pay. <laughs> That's so dope. I know. That's so dope. <laughs> so, um, she does all of that stuff. So when I buy a property or we buy a property, <laughs> She's involved from the very beginning. She knows everything. So she grabs a HUD. And I remember when you came on board with me, you basically were like, I need to go through your last several HUDs to get caught up to speed of where you're at. And I just sent the HUDs over. I have no idea what you did with them, but you cleaned them all up and you made my life easier and you changed my life. And I thank you. And you're amazing. Thank you. A um, couple of things right here at the very end. Um, Penny Lynn... Beauty, beauty, beauty. 
I'm completely new and a mother of four trying to learn and get into real estate, but I have nowhere, I have nowhere to begin. I'm listening to you guys right now. I just know I missed a whole lot. I'd love to be trained and get out of housekeeping. Okay. So Penny Lynn, this is what's so funny is I could talk about this next topic for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and very few people um, pick up on it. So I have to promote things a thousand times. So look in the side comments, Penny Lynn. I'm giving you a link, okay? I'm giving you a link. It is airmeet.com forward slash E forward slash four E, all that stuff, okay? You'll see that in the side comments. That is a training of exactly how to get into real estate. It's a live training starting tomorrow for 30 days where we show you what to do for a couple of hours every day, how to take action, how to go get your first deal. That is a challenge that myself, my partners, and my most amazing, loving students are helping new people try and get into this business. And they're doing it for people like you, Penny Lynn. We are doing it for you. So you've got Munif, you've got Brian Catalan, you've got so many of our students that are going to be helping. It's not just going to be me or Matt or Cody. It's going to be hundreds of the sub two and zero to hero students helping you along the way, giving you two hours a day of homework of what to do every single day. So when you're saying, I want to get out of housekeeping, I can tell you if you did one deal, you'd make more money than you did all month long as a housekeeper. Okay. So please click on the link right there. It's a free training. We're not charging any money for it. Everybody has access to it. You don't have to be a student. It's per, I prefer that you have aren't doing 25 deals every single month because it's for people that need help. So if you need help just starting out, or if you're doing less than a couple of deals a month, this is a training and a community building um, for you that you do not want to miss out on. Um, so Tony, Yes. And Cody, how can I get a hold of Tony if I want to hire her for to do my bookkeeping? Cody's got the link. We can't hear you, Cody. Oh, sorry. I was chewing this chicken and I was like, I don't think anyone would appreciate hearing me chew it. So um, the really crappy link that I have um, is, is the link. I will. I'll get the direct page here. I got, I, I'm going to put it up here right now. I just want to bring attention to how ugly this, this link is. Startvirtualmembers.com forward slash bookkeeping dash page. It's the worst of the worst. But I want you guys, if you guys want to um, hire Tony, what I'm going to do is in the next two to three weeks, all the bookkeeping clients at Start Virtual, I'm going to do a bookkeeping Zoom on deductions and how Pace manages his monthly money. Maybe Cody can even talk about how he manages his monthly money and we can get really nitty gritty and do a Q&A with Tony on a live Zoom so you guys can ask her questions and uh, improve your finances. Um, Vergie Horton. So Vergie Horton has brought this up a couple of times. Says, please let me back into your free Facebook group. I'm going to point this out. Pace, I'm out here connecting with students, being active, bringing value. Please let me back in the Facebook group. Here's what happens, Vergie. I'm going to be very honest and transparent because I believe in that. Somebody reported you for being a bully or doing something in the Facebook group. I had nothing to do with you getting removed. I have employees and team members that are running that Facebook group, and somebody reported you enough times that you got removed. So I would reach out to my team and ask them, 
can I please get back into the Facebook group? And can you please let me know what I did wrong? We protect our community to the highest degree. And that is why you got removed from the Facebook group. Might've been a mistake. And if it was, let's figure it out. Reach out to my team and let's figure that out. Okay. Um, George Gumble White says, I'm definitely having her in my business. Appreciate it, Pace. Guys, I'm going to share this link one more time. It's the worst link that's ever been created on planet Earth. Startvirtualmembers.com forward slash bookkeeping dash page. Please um, set up a call. I want to be on a Zoom with you. Tony, Cody, Pace, talking bookkeeping and how to manage your money. And we'll get really nitty gritty on some of our expenses. I kind of want to break down maybe like, we can have Tony back on here in 30 days or so, Cody, and we can talk about how many how many fix and flips do we have closing in the next like 30 days? Maybe like between refinances, fix and flips, some acquisitions on some stuff. Like, are there a handful of things we can walk through the finances on with Tony in the next 30 days? Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we had four fix and flips closed between like Friday of last week and literally tomorrow. Love it. Okay. So what we'll do is in 30 days, we'll have Tony come back here on Sunday service and we'll talk about that. And we'll let Tony talk more than pace talks. Um, (laughs) And we'll have, look at this. Steve Allison says, I just got my appointment. Yay. Amazing. So um, we'll have you come back in 30 days. And what we'll do is we'll talk about what should, what, what do you think we should talk about, Cody? What do you think would give people the most value in terms of bookkeeping and finances on our stuff? Um, I think what we could do is go through, I mean, I think we could go in detail cause I think we could do a full call on literally the P and L for the fix and flips mm-hmm. and like yeah. how we kind of run through that, how that comes together. Because I know even for myself, I had to have Tony help explain to me how to read it and understand it and you know, what things mattered and what thing, why we decided to track certain things on the, that particular P and L versus other things that we aren't tracking on it. So Um, that's, you know, I think that would be super helpful for people. And, you know, we could talk a little bit about, you know, what it looks like for just general wholesaling as well. Um, it's a lot easier to do, but I think people get a lot out of the, the fix and flip, uh, walkthrough as well. I agree. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So Tony, um, did, when you changed your last name to counts, was that just because you became an accountant? Um, (laughs) actually, um, my last name changed in 2004 and I became an accountant in 2002. So it was how, just a coincidence. How is that even possible that you married somebody that their last name is counts? Like how freaking weird is that? I know. Isn't that crazy? You know how many times I've actually gotten selected for a job because my last name was counts and it was for an accounting position. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's literally amazing. Tia Campbell, one of my favorite students out of LA says, will there be a discount for having multiple LLCs? So if they have multiple LLCs like we do, Tony, do they get a discount if they have you manage all of their company's stuff? Yes, I believe um, the discount is uh, two or more, no, more than two entities is 10% all, 10% off all of them. Okay. Can we give a better discount to that for sub two students like Tia Campbell? Yeah, of course. Okay. So Tia Campbell, we care less about your LLC structure, more of the, the fact that you're an awesome value add in sub two. How about that? Write her name down. She's amazing. All right. We will. Um, so startvirtualmembers.com forward slash bookkeeping dash page, worst link of all time, but it's on the screen. 
<laughs> Tony, we appreciate you. It's freaking 11 o'clock at night and you're hanging out with us. You know what? I'm always working. So it's no biggie. Your All lighting looks amazing. Coast. Your hair looks amazing. Your skin <laughs> is you. glowing. <laughs> Thank you. You're the freaking best. I appreciate that. What did we do in this world to get, even get you in our businesses? It was just a magnetic connection. <laughs> it really was. I remember meeting you. Um, what was that? Two years ago, I met you at Club Med. Yeah. Um, Tom Kroll. Mm-hmm. What an amazing man. And I just saw yeah. him in uh, Tampa. He's the best. He is. He's awesome. Cody, what do you, what should I, if I'm somebody that's thinking about signing up for a call um, on Start Virtual, what should I expect? Is it going to cost me money for a consultation? How long is that call going to be? What am I going to learn on that call? Why should I get on that call? Yeah. So, I mean, the, I'm going to let Tony talk about what's going to be talked about on that first initial call. Cause that's, that's a Tony question. Um, but you know, really, I mean, 20, 30 minutes, it shouldn't be longer than that, but I would, I would be getting on that call expecting to, you know, be able to answer like, Hey, like this is, this is where I'm at. These are what my books look like right now. And if the answer to that is I don't even have my books, I don't have books. They're not organized. There's nothing there. I don't have QuickBooks. I don't have the tools that Tony and the team at start virtual help make sure that they get your tools. Like for example, your QuickBooks, they'll make sure that that gets set up for you. They'll help get it organized. They'll make it really easy and hands off as far as that process goes. So, um, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, but, and then Tony, what, what else does that look like? just because you're the one that does it. So you'll be able to answer that better. Well, we um, usually give them a short questionnaire so that a lot of those questions are answered before we even get on the call so that we can get right down to the details. So that helps, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So so you and Cynthia uh, on the team at Start Virtual are going to be able to help people out. And then, yeah, love it. I mean, yes. honestly, for, for us, like, one of the biggest stress relievers that I have every week, guys, is when I have, and, and again, not everybody's going to have a weekly call with their, you know, with their bookkeeper, but every week when Tony and I have our bookkeeping call, I usually like my anxiety kind of starts going up and up and up. And then as soon as Tony and I have our call, then it goes right back down because I'm like, all right, everything's organized. Everything's fine. Like everything's in, everything's in line for the closings and the, and the deals coming in, the deals going out and the money going in and the money going out. And it just kind of, it just keeps things so much more organized. So I know for me, it's helped take a ton of pressure off of having to figure these things out. So I'm, I'm super grateful for everything that you've been able to do for our business. Thank you. I appreciate that. Definitely, Tony, definitely. let's have you back in 30 days and break down some P&Ls on some fix and flips and, and show the people what they're missing. I can do that. We got to talk Airbnb too, because I did see a few people we were posting, can we do Airbnbs? Can the bookkeeper help me with that? So well, you know what we, we should do, do is we should break down my best Airbnb and my worst Airbnb. And let's go through like the, the last 30 days or 60 days or 90 days of like which ones are doing well and which ones are not doing well. You want to do one like that? Yeah, we can do that. Expose so me, Tony. All right. All I'll right. Shit. Say less, <laughs> dude. Say less. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning into Sunday service. We are so happy to do this for you every single Sunday. Spread the word. Let everybody know what we're doing in here. We have been doing this for a year and a half. 
we average about 3,000 downloads a week or so, and we usually get about 300 to 400 live viewers on Sunday, um, and we appreciate that tremendously. We want to bring you as much value as possible, show you where we've made missteps, where we've walked down the wrong path and ultimately found our way back, the resources that we use to get there and, and do all of that stuff, and then ultimately, ultimately things we're working in our business to help you guys save time in yours. We want to do deals with you. We want to see you guys do deals with each other. And that's why we built out Sunday service. So guys, we will see you next week on Sunday service. Oh.